calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello. Knock, knock. Who's there? The IGN UK podcast. That's who. We're going to take over your house. Who, but more importantly, who are we? My name is Gav Murphy. To my left, Joseph Scrabbles. Was the big new hotshot higher IGN UK Towers. No longer. No longer, because now we've got... Alicia Judge. Boop, 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 boop. What an intro. <laughs> who are you, Alicia? Um, oh, gosh, that's an existential question to start yeah. off with. Didn't have that in my job interview. Is it Alicia or Alicia? Alicia. Feels like I should yeah. know that by now. Yeah, yeah I know, you... it wasn't been like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in fairness, it's got far too many syllables. I don't really know what my parents were thinking. I keep putting a double, another S in there. So it's yeah. Like, yeah. Which, to be fair, makes more sense because it's spelled A-L-Y-S-I-A, which yeah. is definitely like Alicia, Alicia. You're not foreign, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I have parentage in Scotland, so I mean, I'm basically like your brethren, (laughs) Wales, Scotland. Yeah, I mean, lots of Celtic people count that, I don't, personally. You've Ah. been moaning a lot about Uncharted featuring a Scotland level and not a Welsh level, it's it's insufferable, It's the only thing, we'll go into Uncharted in a bit, but it's the only thing that would have pushed it over for me into a perfect game. Interesting. Um, Interesting. But yeah, Alicia, Alicia, (laughs) you can do this. Never going to get that right, ever again. So you... You are our new host I at IGN UK. How is it going so far? Yeah, it's going really, really good. Like, I'm... It's not where I've yet. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, it's, yeah, it's going good. Like the, the, the issue has been trying to keep up with the teleprompter. Like okay. I don't know if guys know how we film the, the, the news videos, but we always have like a teleprompter on the iPad. Yeah. And don't tell them, because then they might start oh, their the own news channel. Secrets. Screwed. But it's, they it's won't have the mirror, the special oh, mirror. Yeah. The special mirror. It is. It's, it's like a crazy mirror that sits on top, and then you, it's all reflected. So when you look at the iPad, it's all mirror imaged, yeah. and then it goes. But it just goes. It goes really far. You know, you can slow it down, don't you? I have eventually worked that out after. Eventually, <laughs> that, Hello, sounded very, that sounded very uncertain. Like yeah. You didn't know that. <laughs> ben, I have. have. Yes. Because I really, I really like the buttons because the buttons are a tortoise and a hare for speeding it up and slowing it down. I actually haven't noticed that. I think I'm the most unobserved. I think they have. Person. All have just made that up and they should implement it into the app. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's right. App it sounds right. But see, it's weird. I see Usain Bolt and Richard Griffiths. <laughs> 
maybe it's what you want it to be. <laughs> so when Joe started, I asked him what his favourite things were. Ooh. So I'm going to ask you what your favourite things are now. So like which... that song. What? Those are a few of my yeah, favorite if you want. Things. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah. You can sing about me. Bad start. <laughs> um, what is your favorite video game ever? Uh, and bear in mind, people so will judge you this forever. You can't judge the judge. Last name. Judge. Oh, nice. we're not having this Wait, already. We no. are. I'm whacking it out. I'm establishing. This is powers no. all over again. <laughs> turning his name into a verb. I don't like it. Just because no one knows how to pronounce your last name, wow. you just think that's so. basically oh. racism. So, <laughs> ding, tribunal. Ding. <laughs> Um, oh god, favourite game. Um, oh, there's like six. Uh, What's your UFO? Uh, 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 <laughs> re- oh, most recent game is Last of Us because okay. it's just mm-hmm. amazing yeah. and the story's incredible. Um, I absolutely loved SSX3 back in the day. Whenever, like, nice. it was so, like, whenever we had, like, um, did you ever do, like, school exchanges with, like, French students or Spanish students and stuff? I did not, with Swedish students. <laughs> Sweden with Swedish students? Mm. No way! Yeah. That's kind of cool. I went to Sweden. They told me all about how they invented yogurt cartons. It was nuts. <laughs> they love it over very there. educational. That's all they've got. What a fun weekend was had. <laughs> but we always, we always just used to, like, because obviously you can't really communicate with them because you can say mon chat et bleu and yeah. other useful things. Um, so I would just sit with them on SSX3 and I'd be like, right, let's race down a mountain. Was that the it's one great. where it was the game was one single mountain? No, that was the one was that after. that the next one? That was the one after, which, which I one? didn't like as much. Which one was three? SSX3 was the one where there was, like, almost three different peaks, so hence the three. Oh, and you had to unlock each stage and stuff, and um, had like the avalanche. Communicate with these foreigners by the medium of ollies. <laughs> Can you ollie on, ollies? on a sideboard? Yeah, yeah. Or three sixties. Or three sixties. Kind of the, it. it was all about the. They had an incredible soundtrack. It had the. Oh, what was that song? It was like. Oh, jerk it out by the Caesars. Yeah, jerk it out. <laughs> yeah. I love it how we've just started and I've sung twice in like the first five minutes. I told you it'd be a beautiful Match of the Day spoiled that song for me because they just use it constantly. Oh, was that one of their like goal highlights yeah, video just all songs? all the time. I hate those guys. Um, but yeah, no, the, like all snowboarding games had amazing things like yeah. Cool Borders that had an amazing soundtrack. I think we actually had someone writing in recently after we talked about uh, skating games, someone yeah. wrote in and was like desperate for more snowboarding games. Yeah. So we're building up a sizable cadre yeah. of people. I, the new SSX that they released, it just wasn't as fun. It was awesome and it looked incredible. Yeah. But, yeah, but they always had like fun. silliness. Yeah, like exactly. SSX Tricky, I always yeah, remember the guy's so afro yes. like, yeah. flapping in the wind. It was amazing. That's, that's the defining was, image. It was like just the characterisation, like Moby would go off a massive peak and go, oh, I can see London from here. It was all <laughs> these like really stupid little one-liners and then it became all serious and yeah. and... That's good. That's that's good two favourite games. Two. That's good two favourite okay. games. We'll, we'll keep it with two. What is your favourite TV show? Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Definitely. It's... Like, I, know, I know there's a few raised eyebrows of like... But I, it's re- it was... First of all, it was really bonding between me and my aunt. Because okay. everyone has a mad she aunt. Is a zombie. Right? <laughs> she is. She died many years ago. We keep her in the basement. Um, no, but I mean, almost equally mad. She's one of these aunts who she lives in her, her little house up in Doncaster. And she bought her house based on how well it will survive the zombie apocalypse. That's so, interesting. The first time I went... I went to see her she's got this alleyway at the back and she was like 
oh, I've got this alleyway, Alicia, and it means if I set up a machine gun turret here, it'll bottleneck all the zombies. Sounds awesome. And I like, a prepper. Does she amazing. have all this stuff? She is such a legend. <laughs> and she has, like, a cellar, and I was like, no, Helen, like, this is a really bad idea. Cause, cause <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Helen was like, Aunt Helen, if you go into the basement, then you're going to get hemmed in and they'll pour in, and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, no, and it turns out there's a little grate at the back and you can crawl through it, and it goes up to the street, so she's got an escape route in her what? basement. It's amazing. And she introduced me to The Walking Dead. Mm. And so we kind of. Have you seen this documentary on? (laughs) (laughs) That's the. Yeah, I mean, if you. Presumably, if you're frightened enough of zombies to buy a house that suits a zombie no, assault, you're, then you're, like that's pretty good. Or she wants it. It's the wrong emotion. Yeah, it's not fright. I think it's genuine excitement. I at think the that's scarier. <laughs> <laughs> She's the most, Do you guys not have mad aunts or uncles or not zombie second ones? Cousins? I think we're. I think because you're a little bit younger than me and slightly younger than Joe, so maybe now like. I think I, I just got old aunts and old uncles oh. who were never like cool that I, as I recall. That's interesting. I thought you were um, going to say now. Now I'm of the uncleage. I am the mad <laughs> uncle. I am an uncle. I, I am an uncle, and like yeah, like my, my, my maybe I am the mad uncle. I mean, I don't have a, like a dungeon like you're right <laughs> but um, maybe I am. But yeah, no. But my uncle and aunties just they're nice. They're lovely, but yeah, just boring. Huh. Um, but they did introduce, introduce me to video games. So that's well, there great. we go. Maybe that's, that, that's clearly the job of aunts and uncles we've established. Cool. It's yeah. introducing to video games and all Keep them alive. Keep series. your ne- nieces and nephews alive mm-hmm. in your dungeons. Yeah. What is your favourite movie? Favourite movie? Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Hmm? Mm. Good it's film. a mouthful to say. Kaufman stuff. Yeah. Uh, do you like him in general? Or are you just about that? That just, film. just that specific film Interesting. Is, is pretty amazing. It's I haven't just, seen his new film. What is it, the puppet uh, one? Oh, Anomalisa. Yeah, apparently it's one. pretty difficult to get is on it, with. Yeah. It looks like it. So was um, um, that Synecdoche, New York. Yeah. I hated that film. That was so hard to watch. Everyone's like, man. oh, such a clever idea. Yeah. He's got, oh, does this thing. What he does is Synecdoche's like a thing that's like another thing. So all he does the whole time is uses words that sound like another word. Yeah, it's not clever. <laughs> like everyone's going, Charlie Kaufman's blown my mind. You yeah. know, he's got a dictionary. Fuck off, mononyms. I don't need them. <laughs> I'm a, I remember watching. But, yeah, Eternal Sunshine Scott was mine after a particularly bad breakup and was just like, why isn't this real? <laughs> Take the pain, Lord. <laughs> I love the blue hair. Like, how how is, is it not real? You're yet? looking in the yellow pages for the number to yeah. call. I also think it's one of those films that if you watched it, you, like, because we've talked about the procedure on here and in the pub at length. Yes. And it's one of those films that, like, you get more out of it constantly. Like, yeah. I wanted to do an IGN show just about a procedure. Let's do it. Where we literally, every oh, week, such good film. we talk about more stuff in the procedure. <laughs> yeah, oh, we watch it every Every week and find one more new thing about it. Yeah. yeah. It's actually quite good. It is starting to get a little bit like uh, Virgin Suicide though because like every time we get like a little bit pissed they'll go oh yeah but what about this in uh, Prestige and it'll be like just us me you and Kruber just huddled in a pub. Yeah everyone else so is having a nice a really drink. nice time we're talking like, about mingling with their fellow man and we're just like what, what about Borden's what if he's talking to himself in this bit? <laughs> uh, which is good. But no, Eternal Sunshine Spots Mine, you've picked all good things there. Good. I don't think anyone can argue. Have I passed the test? Yeah, I guess. I mean, yes. you've already got the job, so it'd be pretty mean if we were just like, yes. uh, we actually don't like The Walking Dead that much, so probation. You're, you're done. In fact, I'm really surprised that I got the job, because at my interview, I forgot to breathe 
twice. Which <laughs> literally mid-sentence. There's one of those things where you're kind of talking like this and you suddenly realise that you're really fast running out of oxygen but you still mm. don't breathe because you're really yeah. nervous and so you're carrying on physically and then you just pause and go... <gasps> yeah, when you have to be, oh. when you have to be physically resuscitated yeah. by your new boss twice. Yeah. Yeah, like once is all right. You told us an amazing thing that happened to you in an interview though when we were in the pub the other day and that was the thing that you said to Alex about the, the bag. <laughs> Yeah, first thing I do, I'm sat in like the waiting room waiting for Alex to come out and, and get me for the interview. And I happen to have a suitcase with me because I was going to go visit my parents straight after. And um, I'm trundling on my suitcase. Alex comes out, shakes my hand, goes, I'm, I'm Alex from IGN. He does and sound like that. <laughs> exactly. That like, was a brilliant impression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the first thing that comes out my mouth is verbal diarrhea point at my suitcase and goes well it just looks like this is a bit presumptuous like I'm moving in and he, oh, weird. And he just turns around and like, looks at me and I'm wheeling my suitcase into the office he's like oh God. yeah Al's not one for whimsy <laughs> to be honest and the worst thing is the suitcase is like bright pink and flowery and kind of just a bit yeah. it was the only one that was going in the cupboard at home so it was just like the worst one to bring in that's uh, awesome well, let's get on to what we were going to talk about this week. Uh, the main thing is, who gives a shit about review scores? <laughs> um, a lot of people, apparently. Yeah. It's a bit weird, <laughs> isn't it? Out. Um, it's been a big thing surrounding sort of Uncharted 4. And I think kind of kicked off by us, really. Um, so Lucy O'Brien, one mm. of our amazing people in Australia. Um, she's actually Kiwi, but she lives in Australia. Uh, which is like me living here, so I've always like had like an affinity with her. As a part Australian, mm-hmm. exactly. I'd like to Are you say part Australian. You're both, I do know that. Yeah, you're both scum. <laughs> Get Australian. Yeah, I like yeah. that. A bit of everything, chilling out. Well, soaking up all the nationalities. So Lucy originally gave Uncharted Four an eight point nine. Yeah, uh, it was a ruin progress because she hadn't that. played any of the multiplayer. Eight point nine is an awesome score. It's, cool. it's a good game. Um, that got bumped up to a nine. Mm-hmm. Um, when after she'd played all the multiplayer stuff. Mm. Um, but in between all this, people were just going absolutely nuts. Bearing in mind, mm. people hadn't played the game at this point because it wasn't out. But people were sort of disagreeing with Ruth, saying, how can this game not be getting a perfect thing? And then started bringing in sort of Lucy's other scores um, for other games that she'd given. Mm. Like, some people had a lot of issues with the fact that she gave um, The Evil Within 8.8 and then had given uh, Uncharted 4 an 8.9. Almost like those games are completely different games. Yeah. And or- you approach them differently. Yeah. I don't know. Almost I- as if, like, th- maybe she likes them both quite similarly. <laughs> Because that's allowed. And like, I saw they, they even tweeted games at her that she hadn't written yeah. anything on. There was this fantastic <laughs> dude who was just like, because um, obviously because Lucy's a lady as well, she started, they started, uh, some dickhead started bringing sort of, oh, you're bringing a feminist agenda into it. If you read the Uncharted 4, there's nothing. Right. No. I like, always review games like, with my ovaries. <laughs> <laughs> you jump like, into a game the ovaries The right first. one is tingling. <laughs> it's an 8.9. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's some guy tweeting her going, I still haven't forgiven you for um Metal Gear Solid 5 and Far Cry 4. She's like, I've never written anything about any, either of those games. Um, and like, it just really kicked off. And it's, it's, to be fair, it's really boring. It's like the same conversations that we're having like, constantly. And it's even, like, I've written here, there was a petition 
It's been currently signed by 44 virgins um, <laughs> to ban Lucy O'Brien from reviewing PlayStation oh, games on IGN. So not even... Just PlayStation yeah. games. <laughs> One, not, let's get rid of Lucy O'Brien. I'm not saying you should, but I mean, aim high first. I love that. Um, not stop reviewing games, just stop reviewing PlayStation, PlayStation games. games. Great, if she went back and reviewed Far Cry 4 on Xbox One <laughs> and then sent it to that guy who was like, forgive me now, fuck you. But yeah, so this is, this is the... Um, main thing of the petition. In light of Lucy O'Brien's Uncharted 4 review, which came in below the Polygon 1 and a whole five points below her rise of the Tomb Raider review... Uh, along with a history of low-balling places in games in general and using her position as a game reviewer to further her feminist agenda. <laughs> me. I am starting this petition to hopefully remove her from reviewing PlayStation games and to be submitted to IGN when 50,000 or hopefully more people have signed. As I said, 44 people have signed it so far. Um, but some of the comments are nuts. Like, someone is just putting, this is an injustice to games. Uh, like, oh, like, the you know this culture like i get that people like their games and i and i've been upset by review yeah. scores before anyone will be like Absolutely, because yeah. like, you want people to agree with you like that's just natural yeah like i mean we've talked about it on this podcast like when uh, the new x-files came out like we're massive x-files fans mm. and like we reviewed a lot of the X-Files episodes like really really favourably like Matt Fowler who does a lot of our TV reviews reviewed mm. them I thought they were borderline unwatchable yeah I hated like, it like we struggled through the first episode together we were going to kind of watch them week by week we were just like just gave up I don't want to like, <laughs> I really it. don't want to yeah like it's 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 tough and like you know you disagree with that stuff to yeah. point like not to just be purely negative against like lots of our readers no there's an in, there is a very interesting thing that at a similar time um, uh, Paradox's new strategy game Stellaris came out yeah yeah. We gave it a 6.0, which is well below the average. Um, and this started a very similar thing. Um, Paradox themselves came out and, to their that eternal awesome, credit, yeah. gave yeah. a statement and said, we don't agree either, yep. but you've got to let people have opinions. <clears throat> and a lot of what he said, you know, makes sense. Like, this is okay. Yeah. And that kind of thing is important. Like, we we respect the fact that... You know, Metacritic being what it is, although we don't have anything to do with Metacritic and we can't, no, yeah. you know, we can't take responsibility for what they do with our scores. Yeah. But we do respect the, the fact that our scores can make a difference to actual people's lives who aren't people who just play games. No. Yeah. But at a certain point, shut up and grow up. <laughs> That's the thing, like, I generally, if I was, like, I've played, I've almost finished Uncharted 4 now, I'm having a little break because I just don't want it to end, basically. Mm. But, like, if I was reviewing it, like, I probably would have reviewed it higher just because I absolutely love it. Yeah. That's the thing. I, Lucy's a different person to me. Mm. So Lucy's had a different experience with that mm -hmm. game and Lucy, like, what you're reading is Lucy's opinion on that game. Yeah. Like, that's what you're reading. Well, I mean, that's also, it's one of the things that I love about video games versus any other media. Yeah. You will have a completely different experience. If you sit in a cinema and you watch a film the action yeah. is happening to you so you know it's, it's very kind of passive whereas people will find different things in video games they'll pull out different threads they'll have different relationships with characters yeah. they'll have different options and it's just at the end of the day a review is a personal opinion yeah. and like I think it's better if people can at least like align themselves maybe with one particular reviewer that they know has similar that, opinions to them that's the thing I kind of don't read reviews but I will read people yeah. that yeah. I like so yeah. like if I've seen that Lucy's reviewing something I like Lucy's writing so I'll be like oh once I've played or watched that thing I might check it out mm. like afterwards but I get you know I guess we're in a really good position where we don't have to pay for a lot of stuff whereas I guess maybe some people are using this as just you know they I, use reviews 
scores as whether or not they're going to buy cool. something. Oh, but this is not what this is about. I think that's also a really key point, though, that people use the review scores, yeah. like not the review yeah. itself. Yeah. So people will often just scroll down to the bottom, see the number, yeah. and not read. Like if you read Lucy's review, she was really fair and actually yeah. really positive. Yeah. The stuff that she was saying. And in any good review, you're going like. The, the mark of a good review is that you can read through it and even if you disagree with the points they're making, the points they are making refer to your opinion in some way. So they might say, I don't like this mechanic because it does this. You might love that mechanic because it does this. What yeah. they've done is covered that that thing exists mm. and put their opinion, you know, yeah, with respect fair. to it. That's the craft of, an, of a review yeah. is that you can come out with a completely different opinion and yet they've covered all your points as well. Yeah. yeah. That is that is important and it is something that that review does. So yeah. to turn it into... Well, this, the other thing, this goes two ways because mm. people want objective criticism, which is fundamentally impossible. They also want to attack people personally for their opinions. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> like, yes, but this is the internet. Yeah. So. Like, it just doesn't make sense, guys. Yeah. Well, like, so for instance, if we give a game a really high score, we often get accusations of, oh, well, you're just in cahoots with the developer and yeah. it's like you know it, it, unless you agree there will be some form of accusation that's the thing anyway. I think the people who are going to bitch and moan about things like this I think people are just bored really yeah. um, <laughs> fundamentally yeah. I think that's what it is and like the game hasn't come out yet people are obviously building it up and for some reason have decided to take an 8.9 as a personal clout on themselves yeah I guess I suppose yeah you invest a lot in the stuff you like yeah. and if someone doesn't like it as much as you then it becomes or you know for the wrong kind of person it becomes a personal attack and but that's, that's a problem yeah that's the thing I think that's a very it's a really immature thing and I hope people grow out of it because mm. I, I definitely remember being like that when I was a kid like as a proper like fanboy over stuff like I liked Metallica and a friend of mine liked Iron Maiden and we used to be mm. like oh, but how can you like that there's still much and then I was getting like you do kind of because you, you align yourself to something when you're a kid and you, you get behind something and you put everything behind it mm. but like Shut up. <laughs> well, tr- you know, you know I mean, it's, it's hard. It's the eternal problem of tribalism. It's why there's still problems in football. But like in in games, this stuff doesn't need to exist, and no. it is ceasing to exist. You know, one, uh, at the point at which like we're getting towards PS4 and Xbox One being able to play online together, like yeah. we yeah. are at a point where you know your console of choice is more based on technicalities rather than loyalism, yeah. rather yeah. than like any kind of tribe choosing like yeah. it used to be and once that's gone hopefully this will fade away a bit you know this the the, the place low-balling playstation games yeah. which, as ludicrous as it is i get it if you are a playstation fan and someone who seems to like xbox games right, okay yeah. but you can't judge a person on review scores because that's yeah. not a human that's yeah. just a set of numbers they wrote once yeah it's nuts I really love it if like we do this and then like Lucy's like next week's just like nah I, um, I gave Tomb Raider a high score because it's a woman and I gave a child shit score because it's a man so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the end of that just came out with it I know I think Shakespeare sums it up pretty well when he said what's in a game a game by any other score <laughs> would still smell as sweet what game smelling sweet <laughs> Uh, um, still smell of discs. <laughs> Have you ever said a new game smell? It's pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty good. We actually just opened the Doom like collector's edition this morning, um, Krupa and me, and it, the action figure thing in there smelled amazing. Whiff really? of sulfur. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> Bit of hell. Yeah, it was really good. Alisa, let's do your thing next. Because mm. what have you just done? Oh, yeah. So I just came back from a hen weekend, which is my first hen weekend I've ever been on. Um, and we were in the Czech Republic, and it got me thinking... Who would you love to go on a hen or stag weekend with? A fictional character 
from games or entertainment. When, when did you start thinking this? Is this on holiday? Because it can't have been that good. Oh. No, 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 no. It was amazing. It was because in our, in our little group, there was four of us. Was there four of us? There was four of us. Yeah. And like everyone, it was like an RPG. Everyone took like a Roles. certain role. And so, chef. Yeah, chef. You had, you had like the, um, well, first of all, you had, you know, the kind of warrior. So when we were in a club and stuff and people were like coming up to the bride and say this one particular girl was like the bouncer. She'd come in with like her fictional battle axe and bat away. You had the healer. So we did a high ropes course and one of the girls fell and really bruised her leg. And then someone was kind of came along and was like, oh, you know, I'll help her out with the bruise. Got a poultice. So yeah, it was just kind of like, a, ooh. What was your role? Yeah, I was going to say, what did you do? What was my role? Mage, set this lad on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Banter, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I think my, yeah, my role was probably, it was actually probably the rogue. I was kind of the kleptomaniac of the group because I was going everywhere. You were on the rob. Well, we had to, you it's brought us back gifts. It's, well, yeah, you steal all that. All those little well, bottles. Now. <laughs> I, um, well, we had this little like, uh, like scrapbook of memories for the bride. So we mm-hmm. all like wrote notes and stuff in it. And I thought it'd be really nice to like put like glue, lots of like bits and pieces in there. So I basically went everywhere and I was like, this twig is amazing. We'll glue it in or like this bus ticket or whatever. So I was just. You just pocket stuff with things from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing from Mother Earth. Who would I like to go on a stag do with? I think for the first day, the you know the guys in Catherine in our bar. <laughs> I re- want to go out with the guys from Catherine. I reckon they go pretty hard on the first day. Aren't they all like in serious trouble? What's going on? There's yeah, a- but take them out of that. Take and a- they're just fun guys. Take them out of that. They like hanging out at bars. They like eating pizza. Okay. Um, I think. And they've got a nice little dynamic going, like they're joking and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they're taking a piss. I think that'd be quite good for the first day. They seem like the kind of guys who would go really hard on the first day and then mm. not be able to do anything the next day. And that's what you want? I don't know. It depends on who stag do it. It's like, go the I've, I've been the person who's gone too hard on the Friday and then unable to do anything <laughs> and just like wandering around Liverpool, <laughs> like Liverpool, like really raining, dressed up as Fidel Castro. <laughs> um, that was a dark, dark day <laughs> uh, for me. But... Yeah, I think those guys would be pretty good to hang out with. Yeah. yeah. I guess it depends on whether you're having a stag weekend or mm. a stag do. Because if you're doing just the straight up night out, yeah. I don't think switch. any stag do's are just the one night, are they, anymore? It's always, it always seems to be. Every stag do that I go on seems to be. You've been to a lot more weekend. than I have. How many have you been on, Jen? One. And it was five days on a canal boat. That's oh, wow. <laughs> so I've, not, I've got a skewed opinion here. I want someone good at. I want Link from Wind Waker to pilot us about so yeah. I don't have to do it. They're not all on canal boats, you know that. <laughs> might be for me. All, all of mine are always like weekends away and they're all. Like, because Welsh people don't like. <laughs> this again. No, but well, Welsh people like go into the same places. I, I went to live, no, Newcastle once on a stag do. Good call. I went to one pub. What, what the entire three time? days. Which pub was it? Uh, it's like a big pub with an outside bit. Mm, um, doesn't narrow it down. They were having a Cuban day. Like, oh, hence um, the Fidel Castro. Uh, no, it was a different stag do. Oh, right. <laughs> you just have a Cuban element. <laughs> completely different stag do. That's what yeah, so wait, I'm always on canal boats. You're always in Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think I would. Yeah, the guys from Catherine. What, who, what defines a stag do? I don't know what I, what I need. What's someone big, hard drinkers? Big weekend 
On the Raz. On the Raz. But convivial. You don't want anyone causing problems. No. Good at drinking and nice. Yeah? Yeah. Who's that? I don't know. Nathan. Zangief? He looks all right. I reckon he can hold it. Yeah. Don't know. No? Not down for Zangief? He's not going to get in clubs. I, th- I think I'm not. I'm wearing well, pants. I think I'm getting to the age now where, like, if, if it's just got to be a nice, quiet chatting. Quiet chatting. Quiet chatting in a pub. Um, that's and that. that's why I went for the Catherine people because I don't think their voices ever go above this pretty much. Really? I, I like that, yeah. I don't think I've played enough Catherine. I don't know what you're talking about. No. I'm starting just... to think I don't. <laughs> 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 it was about four years ago that I played that. Um, but I have really fond memories of that. Um, yeah. But it's tough, that. Yeah, it's good. Well, if you have any, let us know. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. <laughs> Next up. Have you ever walked out of anything? Uh, Not like jobs or marriage or anything. Yeah. Just, just keep it light, guys, please. I. Well, I'll what? tell you why I'm asking. Anyway. Okay. okay. Do so, that. <clears throat> and then you can think while I do that. So, I went to see a comedy show the other day that my girlfriend and I have been planning on seeing for ages. And we sat through, like, it, there was a support act. Um, and we sat through her for a little bit, and then I kind of was just like, I might go get us a drink. I'm not having a very good time. That's a semi-walkout. Um, so it's a semi-walkout. And the girlfriend was like, yeah, okay. And then uh, it was a fam- pretty famous comedian. So it was Rob Delaney. Oh, shit, um, really? So we've talked about Catastrophe, his TV show, on here a bunch of times mm. um, because it was really good. I didn't think the second series was as good, but the first series is like so 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 good mm. so funny um, so I was really excited to see him because I got my girlfriend into Catastrophe as well so she bought the tickets it was a big surprise mm. and we were really excited and then so I sort of snuck off during the support and I said I'll go get us a drink but I sat outside for half a pint and drank it by myself because it was that's boiling not, hot that's noise. You, know, you just left your girlfriend well, no, she, was having a good, she was having a relatively good time I think so I thought well I'm just not going to sit there being grumpy so I thought and I wasn't being grumpy I was enjoying it because she it, was look at you it. rationalizing <laughs> having a half pint by yourself so, but I thought, I'm helping it was boiling hot <laughs> and because everyone had gone in to watch the poor act the South Bank bar like the third floor I don't know if you've ever been there but it was empty so it was awesome so I had the, basically mm. the balcony to myself and I thought oh, I can't be awesome. I'm just going to stand here yeah. so I had a half a pint to myself then went back to the bar I was like can you just put half a pint in there for a piece <laughs> so, so I went back in and then Rob Delaney Rob Delaney came on and it was a couple of like I've seen him before in the Soho Theatre which is a much much smaller mm. place and he, was, he even said this is the biggest place I've ever played and it just wasn't very good oh, no. I just I didn't think it was that funny and I've heard him before talk about his wife I've, I've heard him talk about it in a favourable way but also I've heard him talk about it in like a you know sort of negative way and I think because Catastrophe is all about sort of uh, you know 40 somethings getting together being married and having kids that's kind of what his entire set was about right so I just kind of felt like I'd heard a lot of it but it was the same kind of ramblings but they were just different jokes okay. so it was just like I've got a lot of kids. Here's some jokes on that. I've got a wife I've been with for ages, and now you know we don't have a great sex life. Here's some jokes on that. And like after a while, like I kind of leaned over to my thing. I was just like, this guy sounds like fucking Bernard Manning. <laughs> like he's just talking about his wife in such a mean way, and like everyone's like, oh my god, it's so funny, Rob Delaney. Like mm. he's so close to the bone. And I was like, just finding it really mean. Yeah. Like and it was just over the top, and I just I'm not saying that I didn't like it because it was mean. I just didn't like it because I didn't find it very funny. But that, yeah, it could that, be mean as long as I find it funny it's fine that's it that kind of comedy relies on being shocking and if you just hear it over and over yeah. again like but like I, so I, that. I spoke to somebody else about it cause, so basically I said, I said to Talissa I was like 
are you having a good time? She was like, not really. This is kind of shitty. I was like, yeah. it's really still sunny outside. Should we go outside? Like, and she was like, how do you know? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, and the balcony is completely clear. You can go there and you'll be able to you see the car. The guy's like, another half pint, sir? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> you must have me confused with someone else, sir. Um, so I was like, do you want to just, should we just go? And I, we walked out and we had a brilliant night after that. I was yeah. like, but then so I started thinking, I felt bad for walking out. Mm. But then I started thinking, like, I think it's okay to walk out of stuff. Yeah. If you're not having a good time, well, if you, you paid think, for it. And, it. and if you're going to be making, particularly if you're going to be making it worse for other people. I know what you're like. No, <laughs> you're sitting there going, <laughs> great one, mate. Another one, tell us another one about your wife, mate. <laughs> I wasn't doing that. I was just kind of sitting there. Like, but it was, at one point he said, like, um, like the punchline was David Cameron and there was this guy in front of me who was like I'm making assumptions about him because he was in like a really nice suit he's a banker or an insurance guy or hmm. something like that and he was just pissing himself laughing at the phrase David Cameron started clapping and stuff and then like the girl she was making jokes she was like oh and that's Snapchat and everyone was just like roaring laughter it was just like it's really weird seeing the, the punchlines out of context as yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not doing it I'm sorry about that but like yeah and then so I kind of went outside and we had a chat and then um um, my girlfriend brought up like a book by Nick Hornby called 13 Songs mm. um, which is a decent book and I forgot about it but it's basically like him going through like 13 songs that have made like an impact on his life and he talks about um, Led Zeppelin in there and he talks about I think it's Moby Dick but he talks about basically being in a Led Zeppelin gig there being this giant drum solo and he just got bored in the middle of it it was yeah. like 10 minutes into like a 25 minute drum solo and he was just like so he left went around the corner like played a game of pool had a pint and then came back and watched the end of the gig and he was just like <laughs> it's okay to leave stuff if you're having a good time yeah. like yeah. I think I kind of felt that because we were just on this amazing sort of sunny balcony having do a great time do you still feel good about Rob Delaney or has he been tarnished mm. for you no I feel absolutely fine I'll definitely watch and the I think that's probably one. it you've like, walked out and you've true. been like this isn't working for me if you'd stuck it out and been upset yeah mm. it's much like the reviews and, uh, yeah. get through Ooh. get to a re yeah. bad review score fuck off go do something you like <laughs> like this is it we yeah. live in this culture of making ourselves angry all the time we don't need to do it yeah because to be fair like Krupa and I went to watch um, recently Hail Caesar uh, one of the worst films I've ever seen. I love the Coen Brothers, but mm. uh, we were just looking. I can kind of tell that from the poster. I don't know why. You know, you know. Things, you I was super excited about it, mm. but like I was super excited about that. And the trailer made it look like a kind of Big Lebowski style caper, and it's not. It's really right. weird, and they're doing something really strange with it. But me and Krupa felt like spent a lot of the film just looking to the going. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, but we give it, it like going after we, we give it a great review it. on the site. So, um, and then and that I, guy's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Set fire to his house. So, um, but yeah, no, it's not like Burn After Reading. No, um, because I, I hate that film. Do you? Yeah. Awful. See, I didn't mind that, but there was like I mind. I like bits of Burn After Reading. So in that sense, there's a lot of different okay. characters going on, and they're not necessarily all entwined. Mm. That's the thing that's going on. But mm. yeah, like I wish I'd walked out of that, but it was a press screening, so I kind of always feel a bit weird yeah. walking out of the press screening. Yeah, because you've been given that. Yeah, the only thing I've ever walked out of that I can think of was the comedy act at the Games Media Awards last year in oh, Cahoots. Oh god, that <laughs> but, was so bad. But I don't want to stick the boot in there because yeah. I don't think they've done just very well. yeah, just Google in Cahoots They're and then the, you'll find out. The one the because I. Basically, I'm stingy, and the idea of walking out of something freaks me out because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to yeah. lose my money. The closest I've ever come was. Um, I should point out my girlfriend paid for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I was walking out, left, right, and center. <laughs> um, 
closest I've ever come was Only God Forgives, that Nicholas Winding Refn film, which I think, genuinely think is the worst thing I've ever seen in the cinema. I love it. I hated it. I, I hated every minute of it. Actually, yeah. apart from the karaoke sequences, which are great. Yeah, they are um, awesome. But, oh, just awful, horrible. I can see why people, I can generally see why people don't like it, but I don't know, for me, it just really struck something. And, his, and I was his, like, I love it. Yeah, his new film looks rubbish as well. What's his new film? Uh, neon something Neon Demon I want to watch the, there's a documentary about the making of um, Only God Forgives and I want to watch that was it oh, I'm just sad in Bangkok See I think later. it's his wife that makes as well so I can't, I'm sure he comes out of it pretty favourably have you ever walked Don't out go. of anything no you know I'm, I'm like you Jay I have to flog various parts of kidneys and things to afford tickets to go places <laughs> and I'm kind of like oh no it's too I mean, I, I've stopped a lot of DVDs. That's probably my equivalent. Yeah. Of kind of... I've stopped reading a lot of books. Yeah. I think that feels better because you could go back to it yes. theoretically, but yeah. you just never you do. You walk out in your head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... I've, I've con- subconsciously walked out on this. Yes. Yeah. And I'm also, I'm also that person in the cinema that if someone kind of walks out and blocks like the, the seat in front of you, you know, they're just going to the loo to get mm. a hot dog. Yeah. And I'm always like... <sighs> Where are you going? To be fair, I don't have to worry about that. You two are both quite tall. Yeah. So I'm very rarely in people's way. That's yeah. how sure yeah. I am. So. I also have a terrible relationship with gravity. So generally when I'm clambering <laughs> over people, <laughs> I just take people out, leave a trail of devastation in my wake. Fair yeah. play. Joe. Well, if you've ever walked out of anything, let us know. IGN underscore UK feedback IGN.com. Joe. Yes. <laughs> what have you put on this list of funds? Well, this is because of you. You okay. linked us to uh, a trailer for a film called Don't Breathe, which I hadn't yes. heard of prior to seeing the trailer. And we've all watched it today. Um, it's and I think it looks ass, absolutely man. fantastic. Like, yeah. And mm. the thing that it's sparked in my head to... to explain it's a film about three people robbing a blind man's house but it turns out the blind man is way more equipped than they thought to deal with that yeah and it inverts that trope by making him in his house way scarier yeah. than yeah. the people invading his house yeah i just think like elevator pitch horror yeah has, for some reason has just reappeared and is yeah. really exciting again and i like so we talked about green room last week which is punk band gets Trapped in a neo-Nazi club. Yeah. That's all it is. That's amazing. What a yeah. great pitch. Unfriended, which was what happens if you shoot a horror uh, horror film on a Skype call. Amazing. Um, have you seen it? I haven't seen much of it. I've seen okay. bits of it. Did you walk out of it? <laughs> no, there were friends watching it and it looked scary and I wasn't in the mood. Um, uh, and It Follows, which is what if yeah. haunting was a sexually transmitted disease. Like yeah. all of this stuff, like these little kernels of mm. ideas, it's really exciting to me and it feels like... I don't know. I guess it's being able to make films more cheaply but look good. Yeah. Like, there's people re- have small-scale ideas and they can go through with them. I there's a, sorry. Sorry. No, well, I, mean, I mean, I think it's also this idea of tension and, and the idea of tension and fear. And it's, it's almost like, you know, if you whack your hand against something repeatedly, it gets a bit callous. Yeah. And like... <laughs> what? <you know? laughs> Is this your terrible relationship <laughs> with gravity again? <laughs> <laughs> Just all my skin. I'm like stone man. But it, it becomes, you know, and it's this idea with fear and stuff that if you scare people in the same way over and over again you see the same trope over and over again people are going to stop being afraid so the traditional haunted house just doesn't work and if you flip it like like with this what was the name of the film again Don't Breathe Don't Breathe really cool the idea of the person who should be afraid being the one making others and that first scene where he's just stood there with the gun if you guys haven't seen the trailer they show it in the trailer and it's just like so tense. Yeah, it's, even in a trailer. In a trailer. Yeah. It's the same people who did the Evil Dead remake as well, which, like, I know people don't like remakes and stuff like that, but that is a 
good film man. yeah and you've it's actually really sold good. it because i hadn't watched it because i wasn't that interested in yeah. seeing a, a remake but you kind of sold it to me by saying like there's no ash figure it's not funny it's just horrible it's, and like there's some nasty bits going on in there. Mm. like and there's some welsh in as well which speaks welsh in it so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get yeah, on yeah. that but there's also another there's a really good film um the crew and i just watched that's on netflix called hush oh yeah and it's a home invasion film but the woman being invaded is deaf um, okay. This sounds so it's like basically the, the same, same thing, yeah. with a different sense. But yeah, because that's the when I watched Don't Breathe, I was like, ooh, okay. But then, but with I think with Don't Breathe, there's obviously a lot more going on with that guy. Whereas this, mm. the uh, without spoiling too much, like it's just really weird seeing it from her point of view because mm. the camera sometimes jumps inside her head and you don't see it from her eyes, but you definitely see it from her ears because you have these like moments of silence where you see people walking around her house and obviously she can't she can't see them or hear them. Because huh. like so, it's really. But she can't see them either. No, she can see. She can't right. see them, but she definitely can't hear them. Oh, She's looking right. the other way or something right, like that. Mm. So like, because her senses are all like closed off. Uh, it's yeah, it's really strange. But it's on Netflix. It's just I don't know where it came from. And it's good. Um, it's really really good. That's yeah. awesome. Um, um, I want to see an, another one. Then I want to see Sniff, which is about a man who can't smell <laughs> stinky thieves. <laughs> <laughs> let's get all of these done <laughs> it's strange no, though like, copyright yeah. but I, I think you're right though like these big sort of pitch you know big idea sort of things so instead of you know having like super gruesome stuff which what we've had and then we had you know like ghost stuff coming back as well that's it it, mm. it has been like it, it does feel like it's own wave yeah. like yeah like you say we had torture porn and then we had paranormal activity and all the other shit yeah. and then this and like like Jenny out of all those I think it's um Someone could tell me if I'm. I think it might be another Conjuring, but one of those. I'm always get confused. James Wan. It's one of the, it's one of those James Wan films. The one with uh, Insidious. Patrick Wills. It is Insidious. Yeah. I think. Insidious. Yeah. yeah. There's a bit in that that generally escaped me more than anything, and it's like really? is it the breakfast scene. No, it's a bit where there's like the you see the demon on the ceiling. Oh yeah. And the demon is saying about the kid, I want him. <laughs> and it's it's horrible. In the first Insidious, maybe it's not Insidious. Maybe it's Sinister. I don't know. No, no, it's, it is Insidious. Insidious is, 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 is the one with like the demon that looks like a weird red zebra man. No, he looks like Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah. Is Insidious the one with the two ghost hunters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yes, it's that. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is on the ceiling, is he on the scene, and he's talking about the kid, and he's going like, "Oh, but you don't hear him say it. He speaks through the old woman, doesn't he?" You maybe I don't know. Yeah. But all, I, all I can remember <laughs> is this thing on the ceiling saying, "Oh, look it." Yeah, and it's yeah, it fucking does me. In. I found that film quite funny. Like <laughs> just it was a bit silly and you know, over the top. I liked it, and it was but, like the crazy piano yeah. music. Oh, the Tiny Tim thing, thing was really funny. Mm. I like that a lot. We used to we sang that as a house all the time. The as a house, the yeah, because we watched it amongst our housemates, and it just became like the anthem. You'd be sat there, and someone would be making pancakes, going tiptoe through <laughs> the window. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that film ends really weird. That was a fun film. Like it does some very strange stuff. Like where he goes to like Hell World to get his kid back yeah. and stuff. I've blocked that from my mind. Really strange. It's great. I have blocked that bit from well, my mind. The, the good bit about it, talking about inversion, the, the clever thing that, that movie did was, I think, the breakfast scene where they're just sat there and it's the morning and nothing, like, it should be safe. Like, there's a kind of golden glow to the yeah. screen, you know, mm. all the filters look nice. And he's just sat there and they're eating and talking and the camera flicks back to the dad. And the red thing monster is oh, just yeah. standing right mm. behind him. And you're so off guard. And that was clever because, you yeah. know, traditionally horror movies tell us when a scare is going to happen. Yeah. Ugh, that's, that's horrible. Yeah. Okay, then. Alicia, oh, I can't say your oh, name anymore. Gosh, Christ. I'm, I'm going to start calling you Gavin. 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 <laughs> Here we go. 
Do you know what keyword countdown is? I do not, but I'm really intrigued to find out. Excellent. Joe, do you want to sing the jingle? Uh, not really. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one has made us a jingle. Why hasn't anyone made us a jingle? Someone make one. Someone's got to make a and jingle. email it in to... IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. It's almost as if we didn't get any feedback last week and we really want people <laughs> to send us emails. I'll tell you what, if, if someone makes me um, a keyword countdown jingle with that goes to the same tune as Teenage Wasteland by mm-hmm. The Who, I will send you a box of shit. That's, I've got some cool shit. <laughs> That's not, a terrible, not my, terrible bo- deal. A box of my not, shit. Not my actual shit, but by my desk I have like loads of promo t-shirts, promo oh, yeah. action figures, promo games. Like If you make me a jingle that's good... I will send you that stuff. Yeah. Or I'll just get Rory to do it. Because <laughs> he's got it He's meant to be. So keyword countdown. On IMDb, they are keywords for every film. And they range from being, like, really descriptive to being absolutely mental. To do it with every single film. So we play a little game, whereas I have a bunch of them, and you have to guess what the film is by the keywords. Oh, this is a brilliant game. It is a brilliant game. I like it's this a game. good game. This is now becoming my favourite game ever, going back to the beginning <laughs> yes. of the podcast. Uh, so at the moment, somebody asked last week if I could read out the, um, the league table. If I shot up it. You have shot up Do we it. have a league table? We have yeah. a league table. This is amazing. I've got a lot of time lines. <laughs> um, so, don't admit that. A lot of promo yeah, stuff. I don't, I don't mind. Um, but, so, Joe had a blistering week last oh, week. Joe. But Alex, it was Alex that was on, and Alex is rubbish <laughs> at this game. So at the top, I'll just do, well, I'll just go through everyone then. So okay. at the top of the points table, it's so tight. Rory's top of 41 points. <sighs> But he's played the most time, so that okay. means nothing. Have you got how many times they've played on this league? <laughs> yes, yeah. I have, yeah. Good, good. Um, uh, Chris is second with 38 points. Joe is third with 30 points. Ooh. Krupa is fourth with 29 points. I'm beating Krupa after two goals. Yeah, Dale, uh, Dale is... Uh, Krupa's only played twice, man. Oh, mother... So <laughs> not really. Uh, Dale is after that with 22 points and Alex is after that with 7 points technically you're last but that's I mean, mean that's not your we all got to start somewhere yeah um, but I've got loads of different stats I've got f- how many films they've guessed how many times they've played how many that's people amazing. have guessed on the first clue it's only ever happened once who was that it was Dale Driver I can see him getting um, this is like Dale Google Driver. Analytics I'm going to call it Gav- Gavin Analytics Gavin Analytics it's called Keyword Count Down you'll call it by his name um, so film number one Biker Babe. Same actor playing two characters simultaneously on screen. Michael Keaton. That film. Multiplicity. Famous song. (laughs) Female warrior. Xena! Suspense. Suspense. Biker Babe. Biker Babe. Mushroom Cloud. Mad Max? Mad Max 2. Mad Max 3. Sacrifice. (laughs) What? Villain turns good. Uh, Fuck me. What's called Biker Babe? Liquid Metal. Terminator 2 <laughs> there we go Aww. and the one after that was a T-1000 <laughs> <laughs> so two start. points to Joe there well done. All right. well done well then film number two Crusades oh 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 um, um, the one with Orlando Bloom uh, Kingdom of heaven. heaven don't tell him Kingdom of Heaven I said Kingdom of Heaven it's not yeah. King Robin Hood Men in Tights Band of Outlaws Rob, Robin, the other Robin, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Men in tights first, obviously. <laughs> this is That's a good feel, though. Yeah. I'm just lulling you into a false sense of security here, yeah. Joe. Well done, Joe. 
All right. I do love you when men in tights, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> I have way better feelings about that. <laughs> Case file. Oh, this is film number three. Oh, actually, I'll go. I'll do the other ones for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Hmm. Uh, box office hit. Friends who live together. <laughs> what? Held at sword point. Exploding barrel. These are the weirdest keywords ever. Yeah, the first ones were much easier. Famous song. English nobility. The Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be Alan Rickman is the Sheriff of Nottingham. Two, both of those had famous songs. What was? Do you know the famous song for Terminator 2 was? It was I for thought, a bonus point. If you want. No, what? I don't even know the song. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought uh, the famous song... See, this is, uh, I don't know. Is the famous song for Terminator 2, You Could Be Mine? <laughs> Yeah, maybe that. That's but no, it. I think it means like song, yeah, actual yeah, yeah. song. So it could be You Could Be Mine by the Guns N' Roses. I think that was an actual single that was released with the film. Don't remember that. Or Bad all. to the Bone, which is I always I always associate with that film. When's when's that played? Bad to the Bone. Is it when he, when comes he walks to... into the bike? Oh, yeah, bike yeah, yeah. Place, yeah. Um, Makes sense. There we are. Okay, film number three. Case file. Brutality. Seven. Murder of a police officer. Seven. Male <laughs> frontal nudity. Seven. No. Severed head. What do you... Kidnapping. Uh. Psychiatrist. Oh, oh, is it uh, Hannibal? FBI trainee. Oh, it's, it's, it's Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. That's, that's what I meant! That's what I meant! No, that should totally count! I've done that, that, totally I've done that two weeks in a row. No! Nabbed it. Do I not... Can I get half a point? I totally knew it. You can get half. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> So I just shook my head. <laughs> we don't deal in halves. Okay. Oh, I'm so annoyed. It's fine, it's fine. Oh, of course, full friend. Male nudity. Oh. Okay, here we go. These are all got... very old films. Does it count as full frontal if it's Buffalo Bill with his dick between his legs? That's not full frontal. You do see his penis. No, you don't. You know, I've, I've never... He tucks you it. You see it before he tucks it, though. Do you? I don't think you do. What? You take it up with IMDb. I'm gonna it's, a good po- it's, a good po- it's a good point. I don't think that's frontal enough. <laughs> I want my male, whole front. Male frontal nudity. Mm. I said I said full frontal in my in my uh, clue. But anyway. I've never actually seen Silence of the Lambs, oh, but it's I've very seen good. I've seen a clip where he eat, he like cuts the and he takes the guys. That's Hannibal. So that's Hannibal. Is that Hannibal? Ah, mm. oh, that was horrible. Is that really over? That was head he it is really over. Yeah. Yeah. And he's so going. Horrible. Is isn't one of the police? <laughs> so what's he doing? Naked. <laughs> isn't one of the police naked? In um, you know when he breaks out, and and he like, yeah, and he like splays him up like that. Isn't one of the oh, where he steals his face? Yeah, maybe. What? I don't know. It's a good film. You should watch it. It's very good. It's really good. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Film number four. Ooh. Oh, I'll give you the other one. Sorry. Yeah, the other ones. FBI trainee, human monster, cannibal. Human yeah. monster. Because <laughs> she she's calls him a monster, isn't she? Like, get this monster back yeah. to Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That famous line. There's so many good bits in that film, like horrible things that happen. Yeah, it's loads. Just whenever anyone walks past jail cells in films now, oh, I expect horrible, there yeah. to be some disgusting oh, things going yeah, on. It's horrible. It's but really like, like, it must be terrible when you watch Orange is the New Black. Mm. Oh, well, I've not watched it. It's too scary. <laughs> but there's that bit where like, he finds, he goes to like the lockup, and they find that car. Oh, yeah, with that the shit that's going on. There's loads of like, bits. That's really good. Because why is that lockup so creepy? And why is she going in the middle of the night? Well, she's stupid. Lockups are creepy. Yeah. There you go, solved it. No Done. more mysteries left. Here we go. <laughs> Film number four. Yeah. Children. Children of the Corn. Harry Potter. Dog. Oh, fuck, that was a good guess. Uh, Beethoven. Orphan. 
Beethoven oh. goes fourth. Annie. No. Baseball glove. Oh my god. What a poke page master. Fear of, <laughs> fear of flying. Peter Pan. Be a hook. Yes. yes. <laughs> I thought you'd just. I saw you fling your hand away. I thought you'd thrown your teacup at the wall. <laughs> Well done. You, you got, were it. The you got five points ending. for that. Did I get five points? Absolutely Why did five I get points. five points? Because, yeah, well, I've had to explain to Rory before, but basically it goes ten points for the first guess, one point for uh, ten. Oh, I yeah, see. So depending on... This is a good him. system. Thank you. Took um, Rory... I don't think Rory still understands it, to be honest. And he's winning. Uh, yeah, and he's winning. <laughs> <laughs> he's still bitches and moans about it. Damn even though he's winning. the rest of us. Um, but that was good. So the other ones... Father Son Estrangement, City of Children, Surname as Title, Teenager Fighting Adult, Hook for a Hand. Uh, Boo Box. Yeah. Boo Box. Boo Box is scarier than anything <laughs> in Silence was, yeah. I wish that was a thing. Um, okay. Da, 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 da. Fifth and final film mm-hmm. Fighter Pilot, Top, Top Gun. Gun, Native American, Pocahontas, Sex Scene. Mm. Exploding plane. I've been thrown off by Native American. Lip syncing. Lips. What? Rhyme in title. <sighs> Boxing match. Tun gun. Um. <laughs> Bad luck. Bad luck. Boxing match. Parody. Parody. Oh, uh, punctuation in title. Yeah, I've well never heard of it. You never heard of hot shots? No. Ah. It's really good. I was ready I, to say part two. <laughs> I knew I knew that was going to throw people off. For an extra point, Ooh. can any of you tell me what the link between all those films were? They were made in the nineties. In nineteen ninety one, they were made in nineteen ninety one. And what happened in nineteen ninety one, Alicia? I was born. There you go. Yes, they were that's all why. Films that were some of the top grossing films in nineteen ninety one. Nice. I know. Literally, just before this podcast, Gavin came up to me and was like, "Alicia, what, what year were you born?" And I was like, "Nineteen ninety one." Why? And he was like, "Just no reason. No reason. Unbelievable." Yeah, because I only came up with it today. And you know, the best thing is. Yeah, you were born in 1991, and we did Beauty and the Beast last week because it's my favorite Disney film. Oh, that was in my film. thing. So the top grossing films in 1991: Terminator 2, Judge. You had a really good year to mm. be born in. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Beauty and the Beast, Hook, Sansa Lambs, JFK, oh. Adam's Family, Cape Fear, Hot Shots, City Slickers. In fairness, that really is a good year. JFK is really good. Letting it down a bit. Uh, JFK is alright. It's alright. All right. And one thing I just reminded before we go: you have an awesome story about Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh no. What is your story? What is your link with Harry Potter? My link with Harry Potter is that I was an extra in <gasps> uh, in um in Order of the Phoenix and in Deathly Hallows Part Two. Have you got a screen grab? I do. We can make that the thumbnail for this absolutely. episode. <laughs> absolutely. It's actually a gif <gasps> that I what? didn't even make when I was. Uh, it was it's from Order of the Phoenix, and someone posted it on my Facebook wall. Um, and it's just it's it's the most embarrassing scene as well because I did Order of the Phoenix when I was this fourteen gangly confused child and I'm stood there at the side basically staring in abject kind of awe at the Weasley twins yeah just just staring at them everyone else is acting and I'm just just standing there with my bag on my shoulder extra touching the gingers all the time they look the same (laughs) (laughs) which 
They're like, no, they're, they're wizards. Haven't they're they fine. got brown hair? I only ever saw them ginger. I think they're liars. <laughs> I, so. I interviewed them once, and I'm pretty sure they had ginger hair. No. Maybe I've manifested them being liars, because <laughs> I believe they are. I interviewed them once, and uh, I they walked into the room as I was talking to a friend, mm. and basically, um, Weezer were playing like a surprise show, and a friend of mine was like, I think I can get us Weezer tickets. Mm. Um, and then he rung, and like, on, while he was on the phone, when, oh, no, I can't, I'm not going to be able to do it. I was like, why did you ring me up? If... It wasn't a possibility. Now I'm <laughs> upset because I'm not going to go to get see Weezer. Yeah. It's like, you shouldn't have done that. And I turned around, they were in the room. I was like, ah, shit. It's like, anyway, I got to go for the phone. And they were like, oh, are you going to Weezer? And I was like, no, that was my friend ringing me up to tell me they were playing. And then also to tell me that I can't go. And they were like, oh, we're going to go. And I was like, here we go. That's mental. It's now mental I'm going to be friends with that them. Of all the bands, it would be Weezer that sounds yeah. like Weasley. It's like it's it's like that moment in the book <laughs> yeah. where when you say Voldemort, Voldemort appears with all these Death Eaters. something <laughs> similar. <laughs> Weasley. Ah! I, I thought they were going to I generally thought they were going to invite me along but they didn't oh no. that's yeah. sad but I'm so sorry. what do you get to do in, in these Harry Potter films so in the first Harry Potter movie it was mostly that that's the one where Dolores Umbridge is doing her thing so yeah. there was a lot of standing looking very sad watching proclamations of her various decrees being <laughs> nailed to the wall by Filch I uh, did the great hall scenes which were awesome. really really fun they're really fun um, and in the last movie in the last movie was more fun because I was 18 and so we got fucked up. <laughs> we Only <meant> well. <laughs> well, I can see this really drunk girl at the back. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Completely confused in the first <laughs> Just drunk and Larry. Battle of Hogwarts reeling about, lapping yeah. Gryffindors. Just with two wands dual wielding. Yeah. Like, pew, pew. <laughs> um, well, because that one I got promoted. So I was in Ravenclaw in Order of the Phoenix. But I was Gryffindor in. That's the not last being promoted. Movie. It was totally That's promoted. a demotion. No. Oh, Ravenclaw's what I'm in, mate. Is are it? You know, no, according to the, are you, did you do Pottermore? Of course I did. Of course I did Pottermore. But in, in the last movie, because it's all the battle scenes, so um, I got to learn how to duel. Awesome. We did this scene in like midnight. It was like a night shoot where we were destroying the courtyard. So there was all these pyrotechnics and we had to run through like, say, fire and stuff. I didn't they set the set on fire? Yeah, it all went a bit wrong. It, 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 this set was one where we had to do the shoot and destroy the courtyard. It's just as Voldemort's force field kind of goes and they were all like oh you know nothing can go wrong because if we have to reset the set it costs thousands and thousands of pounds and weeks and weeks so three two one go we start running things are exploding people are screaming no one's acting because it's terrifying <laughs> and then we get to the ends and like there's a lot more smoke than expected and one of the assistant directors comes out it's like guys i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go check on what's going on <laughs> walk through the smokes and then we just hear this run <laughs> like he comes back leads us out into the courtyard that we have to There's run a through There's There's a, a, a massive dragon <laughs> and um yeah the whole set was made of bolister polyester polyester balsa wood balsa wood and polystyrene that's oh, yeah. it's really hard to say fast and yeah it was all on fire and they had to call like the fire brigade brigade I can't get my words out scarred <laughs> It's like the tongue twister. That's curse. awesome. I wish I get, got to be an actor in something. It sounds like it, it's a lot of fun. I think Especially being in Harry Potter. I think my dad's in Eddie the Eagle. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> Should I do extra work? Yeah, he does. That's amazing. That's really cool. He's in uh, Snow White and Huntsman, the second one as well. No way. And hmm. Wolf Hall. He's doing all right. 
That's awesome. I never got to be an extra or anything. You've got the beard to be a Game of Thrones extra. Well, I think Rory said on the podcast before, like, all his mates now have got beards because um, he's from Northern Ireland, so, and that's where they they film a lot of this. So every, all of his friends, all of his uni friends are all growing beards so they want to be extras in Game of Thrones. Wildlings just shooting about. I think you just feel, like, really special being part of, like, Harry Potter in that way. I went to, I just went to, I went to the press conference, which isn't special at all, for the very last film. And that felt really special because it was the last thing. Imagine being in the last film. It's pretty good. That's amazing. <laughs> there we are. That's us for this week. If you've ever been in a film and you think it is a fun story, let us know. IGN has got UK feedback at IGN.com. And don't Ooh. remember, you can get a box of Gav's shit. Yeah. <laughs> box. Big box of Human shit. feast. No, a box of cool stuff. It's just going to be a box of poop emojis, isn't it? Oh, I actually you can get little poop plushy, emoji kisses. Yeah, I keep seeing them everywhere now. Shit emojis. I mm. really want one. Yeah, really want one. Okay, I want. I now. want the little person who's doing that, like <laughs> putting their hands up by their face. I like the little sort of, hmm emoji. Yeah, really I like the brand one. new unicorn emoji. There's brand new ones. There's a unicorn emoji. Oh. I didn't know they released new yeah. emojis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, there we are. What's your favourite emoji? <laughs> Let us know. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. And we shall be back next week. Bye. Bye. See you later. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.